So friends, you might know that the uh, Wimbledon final starts uh, promptly at 9 a.m., uh, which is the time of this Mass. And I was, for the first time, regretting the 9 a.m. Mass uh, this morning. Though the 11 would actually be worse because uh, that would be like in the middle of the action. I'm probably going to miss the first set. This is a huge match. Djokovic, Alcaraz, could be the passing of the guard, could be one of the greatest matches of all time. So anyway, we'll worship the Lord and then we'll enjoy uh, hopefully a great tennis match after. So, you know, I think the inclination when we hear the parable of the sower is, and it's definitely my inclination, is always to focus on the types of soil or habitats uh, that are most uh, receptive to the seeds of God's word, right? And so most of the time when I preach on this, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just always drawn to like our part. In, in other words, the, the types of dysfunctional hearts uh, that make uh, God's word difficult to take root in. But what's interesting is it's pretty much universally known as the parable of the sower, right? Which, and in fact, when Jesus explains uh, this parable at the end of the gospel, he says, here then is the parable of the sower. So Jesus wants us to put the emphasis on the sower, not on the types of soil that make it difficult for the sower to sow seeds. So in the, in the analogy, obviously we're the types of uh, soil or, or habitat. God is the sower. Right? And so, I don't know, I wanted to spend today on what does this tell us about God as the sower, this parable. And I think it communicates an incredible message about God. That God is the most generous disperser of, of the divine life. That, like, nothing deters him from continuing to want to share in union with us and to continue to disperse the seeds of his grace, like, everywhere. And nothing deters him. He's incredibly liberal and generous in where he disperses and distributes uh, the various means of wanting to encounter us. And, and so... I don't know, I, I was just thinking about what this tells us about God. And just a couple examples. I think one, it tells us that God doesn't stop giving even when he doesn't get 100% return on his yield. And I want to contrast that with us, who I think can be rather stingy with our love. Like think about when you like give, when you give everything, to somebody, right? You give your time and your resources and your energy and you exhaustively try to love somebody and do whatever you can for them. And then think about when they don't reciprocate or when they don't appreciate it. What do we do? Right? Sometimes I get kind of stingy. I'm like, you know what? You don't appreciate what I'm giving you. I'm going to give you less, right? That we tend to like... I don't know, keep score with that sort of thing, right? I mean, this is a particular challenge maybe with parents and their kids, right? Like, I've given you everything, and you just don't even want to talk to me. You know, like this is, uh, now parents don't usually throw in the towel, right? Um, but, but the temptation is there when we, when we just 
do, do everything for someone and try to put them first. And when they don't appreciate it, right, when they don't maximize that, we or reciprocate, that we tend to pull back. And what this parable tells us about the sower is he doesn't pull back. He just keeps distributing seeds. Even though the three of the four types of soil in the parable do not give him 100% return. In fact, they're really dysfunctional. And they don't, they don't provide a ton of crop. Right? They don't blossom into what they could be. But it doesn't seem like the sower stops distributing his seeds. So it tells us that God doesn't stop giving to us even when we don't give him 100% in return. It also teaches us that he doesn't stop giving when the yield is not immediate. When the fruits are not immediately available. Right? This is something we might do too. If we don't see immediate fruits for things. Right? And this could be the, obviously the spiritual life. This could be trying to spread the gospel. But this could be just like any endeavor that we're involved in. Right? We try to lose weight. You know, not immediate fruits. We try to uh, work out, not immediate fruits. We try to excel in some, in school or some craft, maybe not immediate fruits. And we sometimes throw in the towel. Or we've been working on someone to try and um, help them in some way, and, and they don't seem to immediately jump on the bandwagon, right? We tend to throw in the towel. And what this teaches us about the sower is luckily God doesn't do that. God doesn't see the um, lack of immediate fruit from these three types of soils and conclude, I should just stop dispersing my seeds in those soils. I should just disperse my seeds in the rich soil, which gives me immediate fruits and which gives me 100% return. No, the sower doesn't do that. The sower keeps dropping seeds on the three dysfunctional soils. So God doesn't stop giving because there's not immediate return. Finally, God doesn't stop giving when we put things in his path that make the rooting and growing of the seeds more difficult. God's not deterred by that. He just keeps giving, right? This is the description on our end of the types of soil. I've often labeled these the, the seed that falls on uh, the path is I call the, the indifferent or the jaded heart, right? The, they just, the seed just falls off them. They don't have uh, enough depth or they're not giving enough attention uh, to the seed for it to take any root at, at all. And so it's just easily bounces off of them, right? This is the indifferent or even the, the callous or jaded, the jaded heart. The seed that falls on rocky ground, I've just called the temperamental or fickle heart. It's like when... Uh, when things are going good, I give God my attention, but it's the minute things get hard, I just jump ship, right? This is the temperamental or fickle heart. And then the seed that falls among thorns, I call the preoccupied or the undisciplined heart, right? This is where um, I want, you know, I want what's best. I want to put God first, but um, I don't know, I put all sorts of other preoccupations of worldly anxiety and worldly pursuits in front of it. So I'm not disciplined enough to let it take root and to grow as the Lord wants it to be. The good news, though, is the sower doesn't stop sowing 
among these dysfunctional hearts, right? Maybe we are uh, slightly indifferent, slightly fickle, right? Slightly preoccupied. But God, the, the story of this parable is that the sower doesn't stop sowing there. The sower, I think, thinks, no, there's some good in there. Right? And I, I think I can find some crevices in that soil that will actually take root. I think I can, I can work with that. I can keep dispersing seeds there. And I think something will, something will catch. And I think that's how this sower in this parable thinks. And so, friends, it's an incredible image of God when we focus on this parable from the standpoint of the sower instead of what we're doing wrong on the, from the standpoint of the soils, and instead focus on how generous God is in planting seeds. That he doesn't stop giving when he doesn't get a full return. He doesn't stop giving right when the return is not immediate. He doesn't stop giving even if we present uh, obstructions in his path to growth. He just keeps giving. And so it's an incredibly uplifting for me image of God. And so I think this parable calls us to three challenges this week. One is um, to relish in that image of God, that that's the God that we worship, right? That's an incredible image of God. It's not stingy in his love. He's not stingy in his love like we tend to be. He doesn't count the cost like we tend to do. He doesn't uh, keep score like we tend to do. He doesn't get deterred easily by other people's walls that they put up against us. He just keeps generously giving. So one is just to relish in the God that we worship. The second is to imitate that in how we live. Right? That's, if that's the, the, the image of God as the sower, we're called to engage other human beings like that. We're called to be less stingy, less keeping score, less counting the cost, right? Not obstructed by uh, the rejection that we experience, just to keep generously giving, right? Not to be easily deterred because we run up against uh, obstacles, to do the right thing because it's the right thing, not because we get a reciprocal return. And then the third thing, obviously, is the types of soil. We want to make our soil as rich as possible for the abundant life that God wants to give us, right? And so that is the R part of the equation is that, yeah, God, of course God can work uh, with the fickle heart. Of course God can work with the indifferent heart. Of course God can work with the preoccupied part, but it's easier and it's better for us if there's more, a better habitat for God's grace to grow in. And so to work on a well-cultivated soil, right? I was thinking this week, I was pulling these, uh, I don't I think they're called poke weeds um, that are taking over the back of our property. And they're amazing. I was thinking of them as an image of God, which is sort of weird, but um, because they can grow anywhere. It's, they don't, it seems they could grow on the rocky ground, the path. They just grow anywhere, and they're amazingly magical at how they disperse their seeds, because the seeds just get all over the place. I don't know how they get around to grow in different places, right? These weeds, and I was thinking, that's like God. God can, of course, grow his seeds in these different places, right? right? But at the same time, we want to give him 
uh, the well-cultivated soil that allows his, greeds, his, uh, his seeds of grace to be, to be watered, to be nurtured properly, and to grow into the best possible plant uh, that they can. So friends, let's maybe look at this parable a little different this week and focus more on God than the dysfunctions of our own heart and a God that's going to keep trying to be in relationship with us. Let's give him a heart uh, that's ready for his seeds of grace.